0: This is ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
1: Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. You want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. It is a Monday. We want to thank you for, uh, we hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you enjoy some of that good weather. If you're down here in Atlanta and wherever you are, we're hoping that you're enjoying some some good weather. Um, And Also, we just want to say thank you for making ATO Day 1's your first listen of the day. And also, remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And make sure, make sure once you do that, after you download and enjoy us and love us and and Mm -hmm. run and rave to your friends about us, Go ahead and leave a five-star review so those people that you don't know who listen to us, so they can come on around, and they can do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody follows the leader around here. You know, be a leader. Be a leader and give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that. We got a lot of good stuff on board today. Will the Falcons be picking in the top five next year? Uh, Mm. The Atlanta Braves are still undefeated, T, in the (laughs) month of June. Like, y'all better get with it or get ran over And last but not least – Grady Jared just doing great things. This yeah. time, off the field. We'll talk about all of that and for the culture. But before we get there, T, I've um, been doing a little surfing the internets and stuff, you know, <laughs> looking around. I've just been seeing a, a couple of, came a couple, 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 couple of uh, publications, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, that said that the Falcons will be picking the top five next year. Yeah. And, and, and when you think about it from a practical standpoint, right, mm-hmm. just from a 30,000 foot view, And that's where this comes from A lot of times It just seems like that makes sense, right? You got, you got Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. is the only proven commodity on offense, mm-hmm. and Matt Ryan is no longer here. Mm-hmm. You got a lesser quarterback in Marcus Mariota. Y'all can, y'all not gonna argue with me about that, you Marcus Mariota people, you. It's a lot of you looking around on the internet. Yeah? yeah, yes, they are. They, they are alive and well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. We uh, okay. have a lesser quarterback in um, Marcus Mariota, who's the projected starter uh, for now, and... We don't necessarily know the same offensive line is coming back t um you got a better stable of running backs uh I, i'll go out and say go out on the limb and say that they have a better stable of running backs right yeah. now i'll go with you so so i guess am i making the case for them actually being right
0: somewhat and somewhat not because i think at the beginning you may have made the case for them, but then you started to Transition into making the case <laughs> against them because right, exactly, that yeah. running back room is even they don't even have to be exponentially better. I would say even marginally better. Yeah. yeah. Then that gives you every encouragement that the Falcons aren't going to land themselves in the top five or like one publication we even saw the the mock draft. Because of course you got way too early mock drafts that are predicated on how the season will go. Had a as high as number three is picking yeah. as high as number three. So right. I, to me, I said, okay, now, now you're doing way too much, a
1: little bit too much, but yeah. again,
0: <laughs> right? but the Falcons have no more unknown commodities than the average team. Right. And mm-hmm. if you look at the, the numbers or just what is there on paper, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, okay. I, I, most of the rationale to your point. For those who are saying they'll pick between third and fifth overall, it's about the question marks, oddly enough, on offense, under center, and those guys protecting the guy under center, as well as protecting those who are going to be toting the rock. But I guess I'm looking at it from the defensive side as well and thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. yes, we know we have the commodities that are proven in A.J. Terrell and Grady Jarrett, but you are getting a commodity back in Isaiah Oliver that was really, really trending up before Solid, everything just yeah. kind of, yeah. And then you know what Ade Ogundeji was showing? You saw where he was trending, and I got a sneaking suspicion that that's only going to get better in the second year under Dean Pease. And that's not everybody, but I just wanted to call out those few as an example of how that defense could round itself out in a much better space. Plus, Dean Pease does have a second year not just to work with those guys, but also I think he's got himself a few better weapons than some of the guys that parted ways last year. So that's why I'm thinking, so you're trying to tell me, pundits, that there are going to be essentially 27 teams that are gonna do better than the, the Falcons. I got a problem going with that. Or or worst case scenario with the other one, 29 teams that are gonna do better with the Falcons. I'm not sure I'm with that.
1: Yeah, and I'm, and I'm right there with you because when you think about it, like I said, from a 30,000 foot view, we started yeah. this conversation talking about that, right? From a 30,000 yeah. foot view, yeah, they're gonna be a top five team, you know, potentially even top three. But, you know, when you actually take it, really take a deep dive into this thing, because like I said, we know the Falcons very, very well. We've been Mm -hmm. covering the team for several years and, you know, just following them closely and just paying attention to each and every move. Right. Because we know that the defense last year couldn't stop a nosebleed. Let's just be honest. They couldn't touch the quarterback and they couldn't. And when it comes to throwing the football, like you can. Get away with anything anybody, yeah, just
0: any, throw away <laughs> <you're good.
1: laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the quarterback, what is his name? I think it was like name Broyles for the Lions, was out there looking like Matthew Stafford, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? So, like, it was just so much going on in that secondary, like, so many holes back there. Yes. So, it was just they were the defense. Like, Dean Peace was had his hands, but he had one hand tied behind the back trying to fight somebody with two hands, you know? So he went to a two-handed fight with one yeah. and each and every Sunday. So I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Like I said, we've talked about how the secondary is going to be better. When you have uh, Hayward on the other side of AJ Terrell, you have a guy who started to prove himself, started to prove he was worthy in Isaiah Oliver playing in that nickel spot. Mm-hmm. And then you start to have a, a Dean Marlowe, you have uh, Jalen Hawkins Richie and, and Richie that Grant. Year, my you know, favorite. you got those guys Itching yeah. to be back there at, at, yeah. the, at the start, start, starting, and starting position, you know, and it just, and even even on the second level, right? You got Rashawn mm-hmm. Harris. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not Rashawn. Rashawn Evans, excuse me, Rash- I knew uh, the former that, yeah. Titans, yeah. Uh, coming in, uh, from from the front of Tennessee Titans, who knows mm-hmm. this system in and out, and you ha- you have a guy in like Michael Walker, who we've talked to before and yes. got a chance to speak to, and like he is ready to really, really prove himself. He showed flashes last year, but he's really ready to prove himself this year. So I think the team is going to be exponentially better. So I think that is going to help them out, to help supplement some of the questions that they may have on offense.
0: Right, and you just hit on something. You know, there have been some low key jokes, and you know, I kinda tweeted back on one of those jokes where people were saying, What is this, Nash Shy Lanza?" Because so many-, <laughs> so many players coming over from the Titans and so many players coming over from the Bears, but you like just called that. it. That's those listen. individuals who have familiarity with Dave Rigo, who have familiarity with Arthur Smith and D,
1: right.
0: you can get them up to speed on those offensive and defensive schemes quicker. And low key, that might be one of those X factors or secret weapons that actually makes you a bit more competitive than maybe you would otherwise be with all these new look Falcons. So I just want to kind of call that out as well. Like, yeah, people make fun of it. Like, what is this? You know, Chicago South or, you know, what is this? Tennessee West, Tennessee Southwest. But that might actually bode well. if You think about the fact that they can hit the ground running under some of these coaches and coordinators that they've already worked with.
1: Because at at the end of the day, you gotta build out a roster that's familiar with your system, right? Because yes. that that's that's what's going to get you up the speed the quickest. Like bringing in a whole bunch of rookies and guys that never you've never coached before, like that slows down the process. Mm-hmm. I think that we all know that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith want to win right now. They ain't with the yeah. old three or four or five year plan. Don't nobody got no three or four or five year plan in the NFL anymore. Those days are long gone. Is <laughs> You draft and they play right away, yes. and if you don't want to yes. have a, a, a roster full of young pups, and you know you you have to sprinkle in some veterans that understand what you want and understand what you are looking for each and mm-hmm. every Sunday, and not necessarily have to explain an entire game plan through um right. throughout the throughout the week. So I think that's going to do nothing but you know help them speed up this process, and that's mm-hmm. why I believe and I think you're on board as well that. I don't think the falcons are going to be picking in that top five i think yeah. they closer to the bottom part of that 10 maybe outside of that so mm-hmm. you know they Arthur smith was able to squeeze seven games out last year i think he's going to be able to squeeze somewhere near or around that this year so mm-hmm. I, I think that the falcons will not be a, a top five pick team now great speaking of the top some top teams we're yes. talking about the top two teams tonight yes. In the uh, Golden State Warriors, Um, they're out in San Francisco. They will be playing the Boston Celtics. If you Mm -hmm. did not know that, I don't know where you've been. But, (laughs) you know, the series is tied up 2-2-T. Oh wow! Say that fast three times. The series is <laughs> tied up two-two. T uh, <laughs> game five tonight at nine o'clock out of San Francisco. T what What are you thinking? What What are your thoughts? What, what What's your gut tell you? You've been pretty on this, point lately. Yeah,
0: I still think this is a pick'em series. I still yeah. think this is a pick'em series. Best two out of three. We've seen the Celtics. Even if they they lose pivotal game five, and listen, we know that eighty-two percent of the time, whoever wins that game five in the NBA Finals takes home the chip. We get that. Yeah. However, the and, and that, so that tells you who, who I think might win this game five. However, the Celtics have shown that they can bounce back in some odd situations. They can win some back-to-back games. You know they've been the best team in the NBA on the road in this postseason. And we saw what they did to the Heat when the Heat thought, ah, but we got a game seven in Miami. All of, I, all of that said, that makes this – the rest of the series of pick them. I think it even makes this this game a pick them, but I will lean slightly into the Warriors and here's why. And it goes beyond mm-hmm. Steph Curry, by the way. And Lord knows it goes beyond Draymond Green. But it goes to mm-hmm. Steve Kerr because he had the guts to sit one of his, not just veterans, but one of the stalwarts and supposedly the emotional heartbeat of that team, right? And mm-hmm. did, you know Dre didn't necessarily like that, but who would? I mean, you're a competitor. You have a you know, a a heart of a champion, you want to go out there and do more for your team. But if you're not, you're just not. So I think Steve Kerr making bold decisions like that. And then Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, and what Shaquille O'Neal and so many people have now coined the others, the others typically do far better on their home court. So that's why I give just a slight edge to the Warriors as long as they can own the fourth quarter again, because we know in this series, nobody wins the series except the team that owns the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm right with you because I, I think I'm leaning toward a Golden State as well because, you know, I, I came across an interesting article about Clay Thompson talking about you know, not necessarily looking forward to what the what is to what's in store for game five right. but kind of reflecting back on like yes. you know ways come from and dealing mm-hmm. with all the injuries and being back in the finals and yeah and just really having that 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 yearning for yes. another t- uh, another title a, a yearning to prove that hey mm-hmm. I'm back I'm, I'm here out. I'm yeah. ready to go I'm, I'm about to show y'all what what time it is when it comes mm-hmm. to what I've been capable of doing since I've been in the NBA and yeah that kind of like, I've always been a storyline guy when it comes to certain games, when it comes mm-hmm. to certain um, things, when, when because when teams are so, so evenly matched, there are little intangibles that, yes. that come into play in yes. these games, right? Because, like I said, this is a swing game. This is a game that, you know, probably is going to determine how this series goes for these next few, few games. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that Klay Thompson, I would not be surprised if Klay mm-hmm. Thompson is the big-time factor tonight.
0: Agree, agree, because I suspect – because he was kind of showing signs of game six play in game four. So I feel yep. like he's just getting progressively better as the series goes along. So, yeah, absolutely bodes well for the Warriors and all they have to do. And you know what, Jarvis, I said the fourth quarter. I'll even go a step further and say the last five minutes of the fourth quarter really is going to determine in all likelihood who wins this game.
1: No doubt about it. You know what bodes well for – for our, our, our YouTube viewers and our podcast listeners, sticking around because guess what we have coming up next? We're gonna be talking about the undefeated Braves in the month of June, uh, right here on uh, Lock Sports Atlanta. This is ATL Day Ones and Jarvis and Tanitra.
0: Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. Tanidra Batiste and Jarvis Davis here with you to welcome you into the week. Hope you guys had a great weekend. And thanks for coming back to join us to talk all things Sports Atlanta. As always, we appreciate you guys for rocking with us and following us on Twitter, getting us or rather YouTube and getting us up to almost two thousand subscribers that is so exciting this team appreciates you for it no doubt keep on following subscribing and liking our content but also when you check us out on your various places and platforms where you check out podcasts definitely check us out and hit us with the five star review we appreciate it but you know who we have to hit with the five-star review and i just got to say jarvis in case people are wondering about man jarvis and Taditra seem lit we are if you're wondering yes. why we're up here having a party because we are because we deserve to have a party because for the braves as the amigos will say it's fight night all day every day in this <laughs> eleven game whether they are on the road on a West coast swing or whether they're coming back home to do their thing at Truist park, they have absolutely been doing it and they did it once again on Sunday. It was an amazing day. And you know what? I don't want to shout out the star of the game because Jarvis has a special way of calling his name. So I'm going to just call him at this point, our two long shot individual who also had a double in the game, but Jarvis, you know who I'm talking about, right? Willie, my boy. Willie.
1: William Contreras yep, for my people out there are done with it. Right,
0: right, right. So we don't call it, really. you know else? Okay, so I'm going to try to channel up my Jarvis my voice for calling out Adam Duval. Duval. You always say that.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I'm sorry. I missed the vote on that one. It's Monday. Please forgive you know me. Yes, yeah, so I, I, missed I missed that alley hoop. Sorry. You
0: very well. We do our alley like nobody's business. So it's all good. With that. Like you said, it's a it's a Monday, which you expect. But listen, Duval has been doing the darn thing, Jarvis. We're talking Ooh, crazy. Three thirty-three, two doubles, four home runs, a triple, eight. RBI over the last seven games. And the reason Jarvis, even that last little nugget is so important about runs batted in is because when you look at a statistic that really haunted the Braves early in the season with runners in scoring position and not being able to get those guys home, that particular stat to me, it, it made me smile because that runners in scoring position number that, like I said, haunted the Braves so often because yes. of your guy, William Contreras, because of Adam Duval and even of Matt Olson in last night's game, them starting to do this over a consistent basis where they're out here averaging almost seven runs a game. That is <sighs> really what's that's some of what's underlying this eleven game win streak.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so it's it's interesting, right? Because, you know, like and I like, underneath all of this, you know, you got like guys like Marcelo Zuna kind of struggling and everything, but mm-hmm. you had guys that were struggling before and now they're starting to you know trend yeah. upwards. Like like you said, Adam Duvall and William McTreja's just been balling. Yeah. St- anytime he can get on the field or yeah. get getting that bat you know as a DH or whatever. So mm-hmm. um and I think another guy that you know hit the grand salami on Saturday, Ozzy yeah. albis yeah. yeah. I'm telling you this team is so dangerous when mm-hmm. when Ozzy is out there doing this thing. Yes. Like you expect the expectations for those guys, everybody else, right? You know, Matt Olson, mm-hmm. big trade replaces Freddie Freeman. Yeah, you need the ball. You know, Ronald mm-hmm. Cunha, the man, the myth, you know, the legend, the, legend. the, the ice trade, the LeBron, it. the powder. You know, all everything, all all, all, all of that. Like we right. are, we expect that from them, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying we don't expect uh, Ozzy to be great, right? But mm-hmm. Ozzy has a special, you know, a special skill set, right? He yeah. has a guy, he's capable of doing 25, 30 home runs. He, he's, mm-hmm. That's what he's capable of. And when you start to see him start to trend in that in, in that direction, yeah. this team is super, super dangerous. It yeah. is just amazing. And it, like you said, this, is, these are some of the things, reasons why the Braves are on this 11-game win streak. And, and, you know, I got to th- go out to my boy now. I got to mention my boy, MH2. Michael Harris II, no he no is doubt. becoming a force. Like, you cannot move him. Like, yes. he's staying in center field. Play mm-hmm. him every every day, game. every okay. game. Don't move him. And, yeah. um, you know, as far as William Contreras, we got an update mm-hmm. from uh, over the weekend as well mm-hmm. from Brian Schnicker when he yes. said he's going to kind of – go with the two and two when, yep. when it comes to Travis D'Arnault and William Contreras, boy, uh, mm-hmm. well, Willie, um, going forward. And I think mm-hmm. that is amazing because, like, you yeah. have to figure out how to get that guy mm-hmm. in that lineup yeah. um, some way, somehow. You have to. Mm-hmm. It is just imperative that he does it. And I love the right. fact that Snickers is making these necessary adjustments.
0: Right, while still respecting the fact that Travis Darno brings something to the game, so you don't no want to take him no too doubt. much out of his space, and then he goes into a slump. You still want to keep him in a certain rhythm. So you and I have talked about this. We're always looking at and intrigued by Brian Snicker's adjustments and how he just kind of takes all of the moving parts and moves them around, and you're starting to see this. And again, it's wonderful going back to, like you said, MH, 12-3. and 3. The Braves 12 and 3 since calling this guy up from triple A. That is not a coincidence. That
1: double A's. A coincidence. Double, yeah, a. Try, double A. Yeah. They didn't even trade triple A. He a. Didn't yes, play. Yes. craziness.
0: We're calling him up from double A and then literally winning 12 out of the last 15 games from that time of calling mm-hmm. him up. Not a coincidence at all. But I got a couple questions for you as well. One of the things that I was thinking about, like you said, even in Adam Duvall and giving him opportunities to rest rest those legs, and now you're starting to see when he gets the kind of rest that he needs. Then you get the Adam Duvall that you brought back last year that helped you to manufacture a World Series championship, right? And right. so when you give that guy the opportunity to breathe, that also helps what you're doing. But Aussie Albies, you made an interesting comment about him. He's he's one of the unsung heroes to the point where, I know we don't talk about it a lot when we talk Major League Baseball. It's actually a comment and commentary that we have a lot when we talk about the NBA, right? That right. You, that your Batman always needs a Robin. But I would assert whether their best friends, obviously, you know, off the off the field, if you will, but on the field, although their positions may not necessarily complement each other per se, you got a little Batman Robin thing going on with Acuna Jr. and Albies as well, because oftentimes you know, you've got Ronald Acuna is is the Batman, no question of this team, that, that no question. But like you said. The one-two punch that we look at in the NBA in a different way, no doubt. But you can kind of say that here because when Albie's, when Robin is rocket, oh that that whole that whole car, that whole bus, that train is moving differently.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, because Acuna is the party starter, in, you know, in every sense of the word, right? You know, he's the leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that when he's out there having fun and celebrating, everybody else is doing the same thing and you got to believe that that's what's going on in the locker room as well because mm-hmm. Adam Duval was talking about how relaxed it is in, the, in in the locker room now how everybody's out there having fun he said yes. although they're still doing their work they're still mm-hmm. doing putting oh, in the absolutely. necessary work to get better with, and working on certain things mm-hmm. to to be better as a team and mm-hmm. and, and as, in, as in individuals as well yes but it's something about that mood now like mm-hmm. you start to see Nephew out there trying out different celebrations, and everybody's being on board with it. Ain't nobody sitting over there in the corner, you know, with their arms folded, like, I'm doing all that, you know. But, right, and, and it's good to see everybody being on board with that with that way of playing because, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, I think it's, it's carried over, right? Yeah, like, like with Albies, and he's out there having fun and doing his thing, and what it was doing his hair, was uh, Arcee was doing his trying out different styles that he can do for his daughter and stuff. It just, It's just these yeah. guys are just so relaxed. And, yeah. and I think that this is the way that the Braves are going to win games. Now, yep. and of course, there's the – not asking the nose, so to speak, but, you know, mm-hmm. certain lineups and who needs to be out oh, there, sure. who's going to yeah. be the starter, what pitcher right. needs to go in and all that stuff. Exactly. That's I get that part of it. But it's something about – a culture right that Mm -hmm. that, that's starting to get going there's a culture brewing right now because they this team is starting to find their identity Mm -hmm. you know who they are after freddy like who are they post freddy since freddy's gone is it are we still going to try to operate the same way or Mm -hmm. are we going to try to operate in a new way and i think that the Braves right now they're operating in that new way because that's what works for them in this moment
0: It does. And what's also working for him again is the night shift. Kyle Wright, you know, had a little bit of a, I don't want to even say rough start, but, you know, it is something that was a little bit of a a downer or slightly disappointing when you saw him go eight innings in his last win last Tuesday. But one thing he did was strike out seven batters. So you do want to give him credit for just kind of getting himself settled and then putting the night shift in position to close this thing out with uh, A.J. Mentor essentially having that good eighth inning. And then you talk about the fact that Kenley Jansen was able to close this thing out and get that 18th save in 21 tries. So anytime you see the night shift cooking with gas, that's also a beautiful thing as well. Just like when you see us cooking with gas, we know, you know it's a beautiful thing too. And we love it when one of our guys who is just amazing, always cooking with gas on the field and off the field does his thing. So we'll talk a little bit about that, that big heart that is always making people around Atlanta Metro smile. Talk to you guys about it and for the culture. And maybe we'll talk to you guys as well about what is proper etiquette at the gym. Jarvis and I have thoughts. We'll see you on the other side. We'll talk about it right here on ATL Day 1.
1: Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. It is a Monday. We know you're just getting adjusted back to the week. So we're here to help (laughs) you with that. We appreciate you because we're going to help you just like you always help us by liking and subscribing to our YouTube page. We are pushing towards 2,000 followers. T, we are at 1,700 right now. (gasps) We are chugging away, chipping away at our goal to get to 2,000. And uh, you guys have really helped us a lot with that. And always, always (laughs) remember, that we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And and when you get your podcast, when you download your podcast, when you believe your podcast, when you understand how great we are and you (laughs) realize that these people are amazing, they're doing amazing things at locked on sports Atlanta, put that into words, put put that into words and then go give us a five star review because that type of review right there deserves nothing but five stars. And always guys remember, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. But I think this is something that uh that was very fitting. Yeah. Because, you know, um, Grady Jarrett held his annual event last week. Um we didn't get not did not get a chance to make it out there, but you know, we will be there. We were there there in yes. spirit because the spirit of giving um fell upon Mr. Jarrett again as he mm-hmm. Um, Partnered with Academy Sports and Outdoors, and they were able to give away a $3,000 shopping spree to, uh, uh, and they surprised 10 fathers for Father's Day. Imagine that. A big deal being made out of Father's Day. (laughs) Wow. I knew you would love (laughs) (laughs) it. Like, man, somebody made a big deal out of Father's Day, man. Great, man. Shout out to you, man much respect to you um so the east uh, each one of those on um, fathers got you know 300 gift card you know to take the sons and you know everything take them out and it was uh they chose them from a uh from a camp that um grady hit on holes every year mm-hmm. and just just the the idea of that t you know academy sports just opened up out in conyers maybe yeah. um back at the end of april so that, this is some some really good stuff to kind of mm-hmm. get the, the the community knowing about what's going on yes. out here in the uh, city of Conyers, and this I'm like I'm not surprised at all that Grady's no. doing something like this.
0: No, and this is what Grady Jarrett means that goes so far beyond what he's gonna do. And don't get me wrong, we believe Grady Jarrett is gonna ball out back on that field this season. We think that DMPs is Indeed. gonna have yes. a blast with him for the second year on un- in his regime. But Grady's impact on the Falcons organization is also tied to his his impact in the community. And as you said, Jarvis, always finding unique ways to impact the community. As you mentioned, we didn't get out to Top Golf this year, but we've been out to his uh, charity event before and just Many times, yes. exactly. And just seeing the impact that everything he does has. And he's always really creative with the way that he finds ways to give back. He's partnered with Zaxby's before and done some things. So that, that, that have been pretty cool. So to hear this going in that direction, because, you know, like you said, when mother's day, the whole world shuts down. I'm always love my mama. You know, you get all of the no like, yeah, like every, I my, my mama. Exactly. every major uh sport, if you will, that is in play at that time. The players are shouting out mom on dad's days, a little bit like crickets. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it, it might is. You get
1: put to work and be put to work on the grill. Like, oh, you want to cook for Father's Day? Food. Yep. That's
0: worry. pretty much what you're going to do, <laughs> right? right. So shout out all to right. Grace <laughs> for recognizing the guys who are actually participative they are actually those fathers who are who are in the lives of their children and he just wanted to honor that and we definitely appreciate that that because atl day Ones has a great girl dad in the in the the uh, position and place of one jarvis davis so we always are going to give our flowers to the good guys
1: thank you t that was very sweet of you thank you i really appreciate that you, yeah. Like He's the you good, know, good, good, good. I don't even know how to segue out of that. But but I'm. I try. know, right? <laughs> all right, it be all warm, hearted and, and, and tingly inside. All right, but uh, I know. um, it seemed like um, uh, so you know, I came across this video. Yeah, you know, did you know, we, not we, make us feel all uh, warm and fuzzy inside. By no. right the some foolishness. It's but go exactly, on. It's the exact opposite. Uh, right. if we, it can put it into words. Yeah. So, um, this was on Ball Alert. There was this young lady, you know out here getting a workout on and everything. Uh-huh. You know, she had the little TikTok situation going on with the people mm-hmm. narrating and all that good stuff. And there was a, a brother, you know, back there in the back, you know, checking her out, you know, mm-hmm. and he just so happened to work at the gym. Right. So she, I guess she got a little a little perturbed about him, you know, staring, and I think he even dropped um uh, damn. So, right. you know, that was in reference to how she looked, you know, right. attractive mm-hmm. lady, you know, yeah. whatever. And then, you know, she kind of was like, did the whole what you looking at type of situation, like right. not one time, not yeah. two times, no, but three times. Mm-hmm. She said, What are you looking at? Yeah, explicitly. I was like, Wow, yeah. you know, she on one, but and then, the, and then of course, the brother got a little like, Man, you know, whatever, right. you know, I can get you <laughs> right. up out of here type situation, yeah. and, you know, so I can call the police. I was like, Whoa, right. that's right, pretty yeah. quickly, but but I think you know. A lot. There have been a lot of conversations between men and women. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes arguments. Sometimes, I don't, don't talk to me anymore because you're stupid. Type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to gym etiquette, right? Because nobody yeah. no wants their space to be invaded and want to feel weird about you know trying to uh, get right because that's mm-hmm. what people are to go to the gym to do get right get the bodies right and all that good stuff and you want to be in a good head space to be mm-hmm. able to do that and you don't have to worry about being approached and your number right. and all that good stuff so mm-hmm. I, I I think you are the perfect person to ask T because you know you work out you know active, yeah. doing your thing trying to get your body right right like what's the new gym etiquette now because yeah. I'm a married man so I just be up in there getting my right you know, I people watch and I right. entertain myself. And people don't know I'm looking at them, you know right. what I'm saying? I got like a height advantage. So people don't know what I'm doing right now. But you know, when I'm in the gym, so like right. what what say you when it comes to 2022 gym yeah. etiquette?
0: Especially looking at that video. And look, Jarvis and I give a disclaimer because low key, we feel like it was staged. But just this a little is bit. Assuming that maybe right, if it's not staged and this is reality, I just felt like she went too far with it. Because yeah. first of all, I'm not even going to ask the brother if what he's looking at. Like for real, for I already know that. So let's just hey, start right there. You don't already answered really that question. At. So if it made you uncomfortable, the gym. It most gyms are large enough for you to move into another space, right? And mm-hmm. also, Jarvis, And I don't want to get too serious, but I thought about this point as well. We live in a day and age right now. I was just talking about this yesterday while hanging out with a, a buddy of mine and her husband and and her. You know, we have the kids out at the pool. Mm -hmm. things escalate so quickly these days and you don't know who's on the other side of the escalation. So while you felt emboldened and brazen to ask him three times what he was looking at, you don't know where that third, what you're looking at, would have taken him, right? right? So that's where after a while, I got a little bit concerned because I was like, man, listen, we live in a world where somebody's life could have been at stake if that d- dude decided to go to you his know what car he was going through? or somebody else jumped in <laughs> to try to defend her honor and then he wanted to defend himself and then it all it went sideways and other people got hurt in the process. So you've right. got to be careful about how you respond to situations like that. If it was me, Jarvis, literally. If I was uncomfortable, I would have just walked away. Most of the time, I just chuckled because I was like, we're in Atlanta. Ain't like you're going to say anything, but oh, damn. I mean, that's
1: as far as you're going to go because I don't think of that. You know, that's what dudes do. They look,
0: they They, they ask for
1: your Instagram and try to text you, slide your DM later on.
0: But in person, tighten up. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to go past. I don't know what what goes after, oh, damn. So I'm like, this, girlfriend, if you would have just let that ride out, trust and believe. It wasn't going anywhere he was just gonna say oh damn and look and my thing is you're in a gym you kind of expect a little gawking here and there and you just move maneuver around it get to your business at hand which i assume is to maintain your look and let's all keep it moving just like this show keeps it moving so you always stop here as your first stop on the locked on sports network but your second stop Should be hitting hard with John Chuckery. I cannot imagine how fun the conversations must be listening in on Chuck these days with what the Braves are doing, which we hope they do again tonight as they start a six-game road trip with two teams that are 16 and 13 games under 500 in the Nats Mm -hmm. and the Cubs. So you got them in the district tonight with um, uh, Kyle Anderson. uh, Excuse me, Ian. Ian Anderson is getting to start. Kyle Wright, of course, got to start last night. Ian Anderson gets to start tonight and tomorrow we are going to talk about it and we certainly hope that we are still talking about an undefeated braves in the month of june you guys take care be safe because it is hot in the mateo streets today
1: y'all come back now you hear turn the ac on too